Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lost Talk Radio. <laughs> week we have been busy 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 and i am glad to have everybody on the show tonight we've got some um cool stuff to cover tonight um i am hoping if i prepared everything correctly we will have sean tibbetts he's the president of the bluegrass food truck association and they have went from nothing in i think in february to getting national recognition senators involved in overturning some back assword laws out of Kentucky turned around so that they can vend. Um, there's lots of um, stuff going on there. We've got Rob live on the show tonight. How you doing, Rob? Yo, yo. Hello, folks. And he's not doing dishes, or at least if he is, he's going to mute it. <laughs> we, um, I'm, actually, I'm actually washing a lemonade squeezer, so just to let you know. Are you really? I'm multitasking. Um, we can't even hear it, so you're doing a good job. Exactly. Thanks. We've um, membership, you know, obviously it went through the roof. The $20 membership deal ends tonight sometime towards the end of the show, after the show, within a little bit. Um, we're not sure exactly, but it is set to end. Um, what it comes down to is there's three different time zones, and we're not sure how that um, is set up on PayPal. And so that will end at some point um, tonight, and then it will go to the normal $89 rate, which is still a s- screaming good deal. I don't know if y'all have seen all the deals over at the um, um, at our site, Ben's Carts, and, ha- and I don't know how many of you who have joined have gotten into Staples. There's been some trouble, and Yesterday and today, I helped some people. Heather showed me some tricks that I could do. Heather's not available all the time, plus she's on the West Coast. Um, Deb has been trying to help people that had some glitches and errors. Most of it's been worked out, I think. Um, we 
we've seen the access. Apparently, Heather gave me a little report today that showed that um, people are accessing that page. So that obviously it means people are getting into it. If you're still having trouble, admin at mymfva.org um, or email Deb, which is um, – is Brian, do you know off the top of your head? Um, I think that it's D. Blecka. Um, at um, mymfva.org, I think. Um, I'm not positive. But anyway, um, let's see, let's see. We have got um, – so we've had problems with, with that, but everybody's apparently been able to get in and register. They may still be – there may be a few that are having trouble um, – once they have registered to get into the private pages, they're working on getting that fixed so that it's easier. Um, Deb just posted up her email. It is d.blecha, B-L-E-C-H-A, at mymfva.org. And um, Brian did as well. So if you need that, just um, send that in, and that'll help Um you know they can call you or whatever. It's all volunteers, and so everybody's trying to to pull, you know, and pull their weight and help. Um, there are some new um, things coming down the pike, and hopefully Jason will talk to him tonight and get an update on anything coming down the pike. I know that we're going to be graced with Deb's presence. Um, tonight again, um, I'm pretty sure, if I remembered correctly, um, she may cuss me out that I said that. But so we've got some several things coming. Um, if you I'm trying to think what else that I was told that I needed to cover, and I'm not positive, but we will. If I remember throughout the show, I'll break in at some point and and tell you some other stuff. Now, I do not, and I don't think Deb does, um, have the list um, because Mobile Food Vendor Association paid for the four free gifts, the last four gifts that we had selected. Um, I need to know the order, the names, and what those gifts were. I know that I think the last one was an umbrella, the first one was chip clips or a book or something. But anyway, I need to know the the order of those. I I think I have, and and Deb can tr correct me if I'm wrong. The five people that got the vacations, they're on the way um, to I think Deb, and those will go out in the mail. If not Deb, it'll be Heather or um, or somebody. Somebody get those to you. Um, you don't need to be on vacation right now anyway because it's hot dog selling season. Um, no, but we'll get those to you. Tonight, there's going to be um, five more winners. That we are going to have the president of this company that does these vacation packages on the show at some point. His schedule and the show schedule don't mix well and so we talked about just pre-recording a show or a bit of a show so that we could just play it but eventually we will have him on live or recorded and he will go through some of the stuff about it and it um 
I don't know. All I can say is I'm thankful to to them for um, making the donation to us, and so that's probably, um, pretty cool. The if you have any questions about what the mobile food vendors um, perks and stuff are, they're just email and find out if you need more information. Jason knows most of it because um, he and Rob were responsible for most of it, um, getting it done. And Jason did the bulk of that as far as the – if y'all knew the hours that Jason spent – and who I'm talking about is Jason Brown. He did the show weeks back. Wasn't that the marketing show, marketing guru show that we did? That is the show, and that was Jason. You'll want to um, give him a big thanks because that, that is a huge help. Um, Yankee, I haven't had nothing to drink yet, and um, but I'm going to, I promise. As soon as I can talk my wife into going and getting me something, um, I'll have something, and I'll quit umming as much, and this will go a lot smoother. Okay, let's see. We also have... Um, I wish I had Deb on here because she could probably tell me, um, but I was just sent an email of some things, and I'm scared to pull it up. Earlier, when I pulled up an extra screen, it froze my screen. I had to reset everything. Well, if I reset during the show, the show's over. I can't turn it back on. I have to reset it completely, which means we don't have a show tonight, and so it's a mess. Um, what I will do... Um, Let's see, let's see. Rob, do you have anything that you want to cover? Um, I'm going to try to get to this email and see what um, what there was that with the MFVA that I'm forgetting. I know I'm forgetting some. Uh, I'll put you on the spot. Thanks. I cleaned my, I cleaned my lemonade squeezers. That help. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guess what? Too. You know what? I'm gonna go ahead and put her in here. But we got Deb on the line. Hey, Deb. Hey, awesome. Hello, hello. Here to okay. help. Everybody was wanting a little horn to get in the mood. Something maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> if y'all didn't see the video that Darren posted up of Deb and Darren doing um, Washington, it was hilarious. Um, you get to see the fun side of Deb, and um, <laughs> Darren we obviously brings blast. out the best in you. <laughs> oh, we had a blast. We learned a lot. It was a great gig. Um, you know, it was just it was just a very interesting thing. Darren is a pro, and he. I mean, I learned things from Darren. I learned how to bump up your hot dog prices by fifty cents, and and they don't even know it. <laughs> You got to share. Will Darren let you share? I, I I think he will, since he's not competing directly with anybody there. But he just he marks all of his dogs on the fifty cent mark, and then you don't put any change in your pocket. You put your coins into your tip jar, and so when somebody comes up, buys a dog, hands you their bills, you just look at them and say, "Well, you'll have to take those coins out of the tip jar," and most of the time. They don't. (laughs) (laughs) 
That is funny. <laughs> Darren, that's funny. That is cool as crap. I never thought about doing that. I'm sorry I don't have change for this hundred. Here's some pennies. <laughs> Here, just take this out of my tip jar, the one that's marked for my daughter's college fund and my grandmother's right. nursing home. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow, Darren. He did post up in the chat room, go ahead. So we're safe. He's not going to see you. <laughs> <laughs> no. Excellent. That's funny. Tell us some. Um, did y'all? What did you learn as far as what? How was that experience? It was. It was a really good experience. Um, some of the things that you know we we talk about a lot in the dog park, and it was kind of the same out there. When you don't have a history for an event, it's very hard to judge what you're going to need. What you you know, how do you know exactly? I mean, they can say all they want that 3,000 people are coming through the gate. But are those going to be little kids? Are those going to be elderly people? They like different things. They will tip in different ways. They, you know, and and so all of that becomes more secondhand as you get some experience behind you, but in the initial phases that's all learning, and that's, you know, you're going to school, folks, and so you're going to pay a little bit of tuition in the beginning. So, but, yeah, I thought. Um, that's a good analogy, you, the, the, that you're paying a little tuition, because, you know, I, I had the same thing. You know, I, I learned on a curve, and you have to, and there's going to be times when you make a mistake, Um I, I wasn't going to share last week a mistake I made, and uh, not a mistake. It's a it's a gamble. Anytime you do an event is a gamble, and I went out of state for an event. I even called Rob. Rob walked me through it because I was going to go ahead and do the 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 um, lemons as well, and the event um, was a disaster. Um, we ended up giving away. Um, we took the sugar back with us, but we gave away, I want to say, 1,300 pounds of – or no, 1,300 lemons. lemons. Oh, my gosh. Not pounds, but total lemons. Um, that was um, interesting, and then you lose you know, the event fee and stuff like that. So events can be tricky. Um, I was pretty devastated and aggravated, but it's just something you well, have they- to do. Right, they they really wanted breakfast, and and my experience hasn't shown breakfast to be a good money maker. I've seen people that that are pulling it off. I don't know, you know, what what that formula is, but um, you know, they they asked us to bring fruit, and and so the fruit, Darren posted, it didn't work. We sold two apples, and so you know, there's money out of your pocket now. You know, granted, you can take it home and you can eat the apples, but it, it's it's frustrating, and I know that. And it, it just, I you know, I told him make notes, and so that if you come back next time, and when they start saying breakfast, you say one item only, and it have it prepackaged or you know whatever you learn from that event. Start a diary, you know, make something that you can go refer to. And uh, that that helps a lot. It really does. Weather, competitive events. I mean, there was a boat show going at the same time. Um, you know, think about, you know, would you want to go 
serve hot dogs at girls' night out? Well, I think probably a lot of the guys would because it would be fun to stand on the corner and watch everybody walking in their heels. But realistically, they're probably going to drink wine and eat salads, you know, and so you probably have a better chance to make money someplace else in the city. And so those things, you know, that's just all comes with experience. Well, you're right. Um, I... I, I still learn, and and just like you went up and and you did this, and you came from restaurant to vending, and and here you learn stuff. I like the fact that you learn as long as you know those learning times don't come all at once or the expensive yeah. lessons, then you can manage it. But it is something to keep in mind. And you know, my dad used to tell me he he said, no matter what you make, you will spend. Unless you make rules now. And one of the the big things, a lot of people are going from being employed to being self-employed. And when you go to self-employment, if you don't have a structured regiment or a budget set up that says, okay, my dad worded it this way to me and it helped me. He said, pay yourself first. Well, I went, yee-haw, that sounds good. That's how I like it. Pay mm-hmm. me first, and then we'll go. But what he really meant is pay yourself the money that you're not going to spend on bills, the money that you're not going to spend going out to eat. It's the money that that you'll always have in case something really bad happens or if the car breaks down or somebody rear-ends your cart on the way to a festival that you just paid three grand to get into or whatever. Make sure you have that because if you are used to making two grand a month and and spending two grand a month then when you start making three grand a month nothing's going to change you'll spend three grand a month so in order to change that is to start paying yourself and do it the 10 percent method works give 10 percent to yourself so if you make two thousand in a month or two thousand in a day take 10% 10% right off the top and put it in a jar, put it in a bucket, put it in the backyard, put it in um, you know, a savings account. The easier it is to access that money, the easier it is to spend it or to come up with a reason to. It's still your money, but as you start to grow that money and you get four or $500 in there, you'll go, oh, I don't want to use that money for going out to eat. That's my stash. That's my, that's my money for saving. You know, and it, and then it will this, also start working it for itself. You know, you'll get a little yeah. interest, and so that helps too. That compound interest, and 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 that's just building up your own insurance. You, everybody's going to be carrying insurance policies, but a little backup plan, it never hurts. Maybe you get sick. Maybe, gosh, maybe you get a great chance to go on a holiday, and you just want to take the week off, but. You know, it's so easy to piddle it away when you just get that little bit and putting it away and having it there. It just makes a lot of difference. Well, I, I think I think it's smart to do that. If you can make yourself do it for a little while, you, you will start – it will become habit, and you will – you know, you'd rather chew your arm off than spend that money because that's your money, and that's how you'll start looking at it. Um and it's not always 100% effective, and you may have a flat tire or electric bill that comes in way too high, and you have to dip into it a little bit. The nice part is you'll be dipping into your money instead of calling you know, your brother up going, hey, can you all help us this month? We're a little short. And these things will help you prepare for 
I know vendors right now who only work five months a year, six months a year, and they're done. And it's because they've learned to manage their money, and they make the the rest of that income last them throughout the other months. Now, that's not always going to be the case. But if you did events, let's say, or you had just a phenomenal location, like there's this this couple, I, I talk about them in my book, that have a location, Deb, on a lake. And they make enough money on that lake that they only work four months out of the year. And with a lake view, right? So they make, I, you know, I don't know what they make. They may make sixty thousand a year. I mean, sixty thousand in those three months. But we all know that you can go to events and make big money, or you can find good locations and make big money. It's not always the case, though. So no matter what your location's bringing in, whether it's seventy-five a day or two hundred a day, put ten percent back. And put that for yourself, mark it as for yourself, and you'll be happy you did later down the road. Um, I'm not going to beat a dead horse to death, but that's that's really what I um, wanted to cover. Um, let's see. Deb, was there anything you wanted to cover that I didn't? Or I know I forgot something with MFEA. Uh, let's see. Well, we've got we've, – we've managed – this whole thing is a work in progress. We talked about that before. And just in this week with – uh, being kind of overwhelmed by a wonderful response, we still managed to get some things changed and upgraded and, and work forward. And uh, Heather now has a, an automated system that when people register, it automatically gives them their number. So I don't have to hand do that and enter it into a database. It just automatically puts that out there, and you should get a certificate if you still really want the really beautiful one, send me an email. I'll get that out there. <laughs> but but you will get a certificate and um, and your number right away, along with an application. And that application is really, really important. I need that information so that I can put a location on the map. Um, you know, we need to have all of that. Um, we have a map that is on the website. And... Uh, I, I try to put logos. I try to put uh, your location, contact information, so that people that are having festivals can go to that map and say, well, there's there's an MFBA member right there. Let's call them and see if they want to work this event for us. Or maybe somebody new moves into the neighborhood and they're just starting and they go, well, my gosh, there's an MFBA member right down the road. Maybe they'll give me a hand. I'm, I'm still get, just getting my feet wet. So networking possibilities, some job opportunities, we want that out there. It's a good marketing tool. Um, So that's important. Uh, There have been some glitches, and I'm sure we'll continue to discover them because every time you think that you've got them all covered, somebody has a different type of email or something, and, and things will go not quite as smooth as we really want them. And I just keep thinking, I can't wait till next year when everybody looks back and goes, do you remember when they first started? Holy cow, is this ever better. But I think well, that's, that's pretty much it, yeah. The, the Well, the that's that's an important thing because there – as this becomes more known and more popular and pulls up quicker on the search engines, there will be people going to uh, – there's a lady that owns a publication um, that sent a letter um, in about um, 
doing a story about – and she's over a huge vending corporation, and she's going to do a newsletter story about the MFVA. Well, all of that's going to go to new eyes and new ears of people that may need a vendor. So I think what it's going to do is create a huge network for us and help all of us. Um, let's see. Um, I'm, if any of y'all – Jason has – Jason, you can contact Jason anytime um, until he says enough is enough. Um, but for now, he's told me that any of you can contact him anytime. And so if you have a question about one of the sponsors or one of the packages they're offering or problems with anything, if you will contact Jason, um, he'll be able to maybe um, resolve it and and get that done. Um We'll, I guess, as as we all learn, we'll get have clear messages on that board so that we know. How's the chat room doing? Have does anybody know? I've been there once, and the chat room. Yeah, I've checked in a couple of times. Um, I would like. I don't know if we can do it, but I would like to have because right now you have to kind of go in and just type hello and see if anybody answers back. <laughs> it's kind. Of, it's a great chat room. I'm really excited to have it. But, you know, we're kind of hoping that we can get at least a list of people that are in there so that you're not sitting there waiting for a response for a while. I have seen uh, you can go see what other people have posted. Um, So if you've been there, maybe you can say it is 5 o'clock Pacific time. I'm going to be back in 15 minutes. I hope that, you know, there'll be people here then so you're not just sitting there waiting. Right. Um, Now, I know that Heather was checking into that, Deb, as far as there's supposed to be some features that that you have to pay for, but that they – that will allow that will give more functionality to the chat room. So you can go, oh, okay, there's 35 members here instead of going, I wonder if anybody's on here. It's kind of stupid the way it is right now. It's a I mean, unless, unless it's a we start. planned something, you know, if we planned it, if everybody got on the dog park and said, hey, everybody meet Thursdays at 8, that would be, you know, a good way to start it. Or if, if, if there's more mornings available for people, we could do it in the morning once a week or something and at least have a, a guaranteed time, you know, you could show up and talk to at least somebody other than yourself. Um, yeah, that's true. Got I mean, yeah. Pardon? The forum's the forum gotten busy. working. Yeah, it is working. People are, are starting to post in there. I'm starting to see uh, more people breaking out into topics. And um, so that that is working. Um, we're still having a little bit of spam, so I have to go through and delete, you know, about, I don't know, I think I delete about 50 spam things a day. But all of this, I mean, gosh, look at Facebook. How long have they been in business and how many people are they dealing with? And they're still changing and upgrading and learning and and stuff so i feel like we're really off to a good start we've got a good team in place we're learning from each other we're you know we're working with the the people that are joining and we just appreciate so much the support and so much the patience because i know that that everybody expects they're going to hit a key that says i'm in and and that Immediately, everything will spit right out at them, and it will be polished and pretty, and and everything will be working. And I think that it, I think it's a, an amazing value. I think we've got 
everything in place, but I, I just anticipate that it's going to get better and better. We've got some room for improvement. We know that. I love the Staples deal. Um, I actually got a chair that was discounted <coughs> Excuse me, on that site already. And then they gave me on top of the chair the 42% off because it was over 150 and that I don't know how they can afford to do it honestly unless they just have enormous markups or are buying stuff just dirt cheap because I felt like I stole the chair. I took the chair model information and did a search, you know, like Brian would do online and and there was nobody within double of it, double the price. I couldn't find it. Um, the cheapest, the closest place I found was some internet chair place out of New York, and they were they were six dollars more than double on the same chair. So I know that you, we don't all need chairs, but the I'm sh- the deals are straight across. The forty two percent applies to anything over one fifty on the order. Um, so sale and, prices, discounts, whatever on top of right, that. I mean, that is, right. That's an amazing thing. That's Don't get phenomenal. out on QVC. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You won't and the free shipping, uh-huh. and the free shipping. So, yeah, there's there's that. And then you were talking, you know, that people could contact Jason, but also contact us if you've got some wonderful product and you know that there is a distributor that we might talk to. And, um, you know, give us some ideas. Let us know what, what are you looking for. What can we find? And we'll, we'll try to look into that and, and just keep adding to it. Even if it's um, a regional, know, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I anticipate that at some point, like most trade associations, and I mean, this is off into the vision part of it, but I do anticipate at some point we will be able to break up into regions and then have the MFBA umbrella over the top of all. That's probably in the future. Some of us are kind of doing that within the group right now. We've got quite a few people in the Pacific Northwest that we talk amongst ourselves and share things. You know, we know that there might be, oh, there's a, a meat distributor in Olympia that Darren told me about, and we tr- and he had those hot dogs out there, and I would have never known about that place. You know, there's just some hidden gems out there. So, um, yeah, regional is great, and we'll just divide that up and keep it so that um, we just keep adding that that is exciting to me as it gets bigger and bigger and and the value to the mem- you know to each of us is going to be bigger and bigger um let's see we've got a bunch of people in the chat room and there's a bunch of people listening live and that is cool as heck um we even have people listening from overseas in Europe in Australia um Wow. And and the Philippines. Um, so that's that's, that's exciting. Um, so welcome everybody that's all over the world um, to Tenor Street. <laughs> um, I am excited, excited that one one mobile food vendor association you know um, helps sponsor radio show, radio show plus, plus it's like a platform for the group. The group obviously obviously I'm behind I'm behind the AA hundred percent and and it's it's why we why we discount this we did we did on our on our website 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 because we wanted to support it more. 
wanted it to grow, grow. and it's going to benefit us all. I can't wait to get legal help. There's insurance stuff in the works. There's so much stuff coming down the pike that I'm just tickled pink about. And if you want to know any of that stuff, you'll have to squeeze it out of um, Deb or Jason. Um, but there's stuff, there's stuff coming. And um, with that, give me just a second. Yep, they're too sexy for their carts. It's Ben and Rob on HDBR Hot Dog Vendor Radio. Want to save even more money? Build your own professional hot dog cart. Save over $1,000 at buildacart.com. Buildacart.com. You want to roll with the big dogs? You need a cart that you can rely on. There's no better way to know your equipment than to build it yourself. Buildacart.com. You want to rock your world? Build this cart. Build it and they will come. Buildacart.com. And we're back live on HDVR Hot Dog Vendor Radio, sponsored by Mobile Food Vendor Association and Ben'sCarts.com. And if y'all haven't been to the blog, I don't know if you heard, I've got to toot my own horn. Um, the, the, and I screwed up and I, I got corrected, but it's been on CNN, it's been on MSNBC, it's been on Fox, it's been all over the Internet. It's been on the um, AP Newswire, the most expensive hot dog in the world was the record holder got brought back to the United States for several months now it's been in Canada and with their $100 hot dog that was 15 times up plus a dollar and it was $1501 for the most expensive hot dog they sold for that day all the money went to a charitable organization in Arkansas. Y'all remember Hot Dog Mike, who was on the air um, with us and told us a bunch of his secrets and tips and tricks. He operates two carts, and one of those is a cash cow from Ben's Carts, and that's what he used um, to serve the most expensive hot dog in the world on. And that's pretty cool, and it helped the homeless. These people go around. It's called the One, the Van, and the one van, and they drive around, and they have showers in the van, and they'll do your laundry, and they got this little cool setup, and they feed people, and they have gardens, and they have people come and um, homeless people even come and donate time to work in the garden, and then they get, get to have they get to help grow their own food, and even though that doesn't support the whole homeless community in that area, it still provides a little bit, and then all the rest of it comes from donations and people like us. That help them, and so it was neat to be, you know, kind of a part of that, and I enjoyed it. If y'all want to read about it, see the videos of um, Hot Dog Mike, then go over to LearnHotDogs.com, and you'll just scroll down the page, and you'll see the blog post. There's several cool blog posts. I finally figured out Twitter and started using it, so I would love it if you'd follow me, and um, you know, I'll Twitter you every now and then. Um, that sounds no, tweet, sexy. Tweet. It's oh, tweet. I'll, it's I'll tweet. tweet and you Twitter. And <laughs> that sounds. Horrible. We don't want to show our age. We don't want to show our age. <laughs> we um we it it was just it was a neat 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 um deal to be a part of. There, um, trying to think anything else that we covered the hot dog hooker. Um, that we talked about, she got released, she opened back up, and the police shut her back down because she didn't have the appropriate license. That's what happens when you flaunt yourself in front of the police and tell them, hey, I'll just be right back out on the street. And so they kind of got her. Um, but um, 
let's see, let's see. Um, I've got to hold on just a second. I, I think I've got a caller. Bear with me just a second. I can't find Deb um, or Rob. Fill me in for a second till we can get a um, a um, so I can figure out how to do this. It's it's not letting me click on them, and I think this is the gentleman from the um, yeah, it, it looks is. Looks like a lot of other people have a lot of trouble with Twitter as well. <laughs> I'm seeing I'm seeing the quirky boo has a hard time tweeting and and um there's quite a somebody said Twitter sucks. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um I don't know. It, I, I have a lot of followers. Crappy one. Um Yeah, well I, I don't know. I have a lot of followers. I'm not not quite sure how how to use it. I know that I know that you can kind of cheat and grab a lot of stuff from other people and put it up there, and they think, "Oh, well, this is a person to follow." That's uh-huh. what you- then that's what I need to do. Then um, the the bottom line is, I started putting some of the news articles onto the Twitter feed, and I'm trying to figure out how to get it over to the Ben's Carts Facebook page um, because that's where I was posting them. But Twitter is so much quicker. I mean, it's instant, mm-hmm. and it works really good. Um, the somebody says they couldn't find me on Pinterest. Um, it, it's there under Ben's Carts, all one word. Um, I'm not sure. I bet you money. I'll bet you that Brian may possibly be able to find it and post up the link. Um, we'll see oh, if really? we'll see if he can do it. Um, I apparently lost that call. It's um. That stinks. It, I think it was Sean Tibbetts, um, but I'm not positive. Um, we'll just have to go from there. Any other news, Deb, while I've got you? And um, um, I can't think of anything right off the top of my head. Um, I've been pretty much on the computer all day. I was supposed to send you Seattle Summer, the video. I forgot. I'm going to post that up. I am I'm actually giving up my summer for this project and you know in in Washington state that su- you know summer lasts for 5 days maybe <laughs> and we're just having it right now so it'll be over by oh before probably June gets here so I'm just telling you people that I've given up my summer <laughs> <laughs> We're still getting a little frost in the morning too. So, you know, when I drove up to meet Darren, there there was a little bit of frost on the road. It, and so, but we don't need air conditioners. We don't use those air conditioners. So that that works out for us. Well, I guess not. It's not that warm for for very long out there, is it? No, no, not at all. We had, yeah, it's it's a whole different world out here, and, and oftentimes people will say, call me in the morning, and I will, and gosh, they're at lunch already. So so it's nice that we're seeing more people on the West Coast show up in the dog park, and, and you know, we can talk on our own time and stay up a little later than you folks on the East Coast. <laughs> well, I am, um, I've got... Um, 
I'm going to have to try to call Sean here in a minute and and see if we can get him on. They've got a really neat story, and what they've done will help us. And as we team together, and I think there is another food truck association that is not this one that is talking about linking with us maybe a chapter of MFVA or something so that they can grow their numbers and be a bigger presence. Um the uh, I have never been so stumped for stuff to to come up with. My mind's racing, and I I'm getting um I probably should turn off my side of the chat room because I I keep getting messages and I don't um my mind you know works like a steel trap. Nothing gets in, nothing gets out, and so I can get I'm like a I'm like that. What's that on Ice Age? The squirrel you know, and he goes squirrel, and he's in the middle of doing something. He goes, squirrel. But that's how I feel sometimes, <laughs> and it's just the way it is. Um, I do want to discuss something that um, I got two different calls today about, and I also would like to tell you all a story about um, a vendor, and you all may know him, but he is in Washington State. He's in, and tell me if I pronounced this right, Deb, Shinoma County? Snohomish. There you go. That's the county. And I had about an hour and 15-minute conversation with the health inspector. The health inspector had been communicating with this vendor via email. And in the email, he flat out told him, your cart can't be approved. You need an NSF cart. Here's a company to buy it from. I have already called them, and they are expecting your call, and all their equipment is NSF approved. Well, his use of the word approve told me he didn't know anything about NSF because they don't approve anything. They certify stuff, which you can say that's semantics, but there is a huge difference when it comes to um, – it gave me insight into whether he knew what he was talking about is the bottom line. So, Deb, what I did is I called um, him, spoke with him, and I told him I was in receipt of these emails, and – I, it turns out the company he referred just got opened, and I don't know if they're family or friends of his or what, but they're in Oregon, this other company, and they're brand new. And they um, – I don't I hate to beat up somebody's carts, but that one, they're, there's nothing on them that would be NSF certified. Um, they're, they're as homemade as homemade gets with a website telling you they have carts. Um, and so when I confronted him with this and told him what he had, you know, what he had violated by demanding NSF, he started backpedaling and all in all, I think it's all going to work out. And this gentleman will be able to start slinging weenies in Nashoma or Nahoma or however you say that county. Nahomish. Nahomish. Um, it's not spelled Nahomish. It's spelled. No, Nahomish. Nahomish. Oh, like- oh Snah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Somebody was drunk when they come up with that name. Um, oh, yeah. We've got, and we also have Puyallup. Humptula. Oh, you know what? I bet it's not drunk. I bet those are Indian names, aren't they? They are. Okay. That, that makes more sense. Um, anyway, um, we have got, um, I think it's going to work out. The moral of that story was is that ask them to show you in the records. What I did to this gentleman today is I said, sir, I need you to provide me 
where it says this in your code. And he stated, I'll send you the code book, you know, the code, the PDF. And I said, no, sir, I already have a copy of your code. That's available online. I need to know where it states this and this. And he said, uh, well, I'll have to get back with you. Um, and he emailed back and said that it would be – now, listen to this. This is no joke. He told me it would be August because he was going to be leaving, and there would be nobody taking his place. And so I called his office two more times, finally got him, and he was giving me the runaround. So I've reported him to the state level, but apparently – you know, Sonomish County can do whatever they want. They they don't really even have a county health department. What that is is an independent agency kind of deal, health department. And they, <coughs> excuse me, they've made up their own rules that contradict in many ways the state rules. And then they turn around and they say, um, we don't take taxpayers' dollars, so we don't have to answer to the taxpayer because we only charge the um, – the vendor themselves, the vendor pays his way. He pays our salary. And I said, well, isn't that kind of the taxpayer? And he goes, how so? And I said, well, the vendor's a taxpayer, and he's paying a tax for the service because he's required to do this by the county. And second, where's the vendor going to get the money? The vendor's going to get the money from his customers over time, which means those customers are paying the tax. So all in all, it's still taxed, and you're still a public servant. And we went round and round, but I think we finally got to the bottom of it, and I think the, the gentleman's going to get to work. But always ask them. If their lips are moving, they're lying. Ask them to show you where it says it because nine times out of ten, they won't be able to do it. And um, I, have a, I have a question. I, I, okay. Hearing you say that, it sounds all very well and good. Would you recommend that a vendor who is going up against a health department inspector or an official, would you would you recommend that they do that themselves when they are caught with that, or would you recommend that they call in help? Well, if they call in help, I don't mind to help any of them, and, and I've done it several times to great success, and that doesn't mean it's always going to work out our way, but – but I would tell them it, to be polite, be diplomatic, and say, yeah. yeah, I've been going through the, you know, be humble in your wording and say, I've been going through the, um, you know, the state codes and I, I just couldn't find it. Is there any way you could possibly show me where it states that I need to have um, pink refrigerators and I'm supposed to wear earrings down to my kneecaps? I just can't find it. And what you'll find is they'll go, they'll hem-haw around and either just renege on what they said or they'll – we had a lady recently in New Mexico that did the same thing. Um, the This was a female vendor. She's on the dog park. I'm almost positive she's on the dog park. And she contacted them and said, could you tell me you know, where I can find this rule? I'm trying to make sure that I match everything up. And they couldn't, and they just backed away from it. They said, oh, okay, well, that's fine then. We won't do that. Nick Durham, I don't know if you all know who I'm talking about, but he's been on the show before, called um, today in Texas. Um, a lady in um, one of the counties there told the um, the vendor that he had to have a sink up beside his um, – he had to have a sink up beside the steam table that was for hand-washing while he's cooking that it couldn't be more than two or three steps away from him. 
um, once Nick asked for those um, where it said, stated in that regs, they backed away from it. Today that happened, just today. So we've had two pretty amazing deals happen just today, and the other one I was telling you about in New Mexico happened, um, well, I guess it was yesterday or, or maybe, maybe it was yesterday I heard about it, and it was last Friday or Thursday. But either way, that was the, the gist is, is ask them, but be polite. Now, I'm not going to be as polite if you call me and tell me, hey, Dan, I need you to call and see if you can help me. I'm going to try to be diplomatic, but I'm going to be a little more forceful probably. Um, and not in a way that would jeopardize your situation, but if you if you if you're too um, soft, they're just going to bulldoze you. Right. Um, they'll just and tell that you, again comes with some experience, and I think that that comes. Uh, there's a lot of people talking in the dog park, and that'll get moved over to those forums. But just in addressing your health department, and the other thing I've noticed with health departments with all the cutbacks in government, we do not have as many people in the office. So when they come out, they're pretty ragged. <laughs> and and so there has been, you know, there has been some discrepancies. There have been some tense moments. But, um, you know, everybody just needs to hang tight, do a good job, follow what you know, follow the experiences of others so you don't have to learn that rule the hard way. And call well, Ben. Always call Ben if you get into <laughs> trouble. Well I can't I can't do them I can't do them all obviously and and sometimes I'll just, you know, kinda guide you on what to say, but I don't care to help anyone that, that meets a challenge. You know, Rob Merlino was on here a couple weeks ago and he had the same kind of issue. He helped a vendor um by they were trying to bulldoze the vendor, and the rules weren't there to back it up. And so they had to get a little bit of things changed. But the bottom line is it was all to um, discriminate against the vendor. And that's what we're going to – as mobile food vendors grows, it will become a powerhouse, and they will dread. It, it's like if you got called tomorrow with your business because you just fired somebody. Um, who stole $5 off your hot dog cart and you caught them red-handed and the ACLU calls you, you'll probably get nervous. And so that's that's the kind of things we have to look for. Um, the, uh, I like that somebody just posted in, the, in there that wrestling with the health department is like wrestling with a pig in the mud. Sooner or later, you figure out the pig loves it. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> so that'll be our thought for the day. <laughs> I, I like that. Um, okay. If anyone has any questions, I would love it if you'd call in and ask them. We do have a caller on the line. I'm not sure it is, um, but I'm going to go ahead and open the line and see. Deb, if you would like to stay on the line, we'd love to have you, and and maybe you can um, – help us because apparently i'm doing a crappy job tonight and rob is still cleaning lemonade stuff and um <laughs> and he's at a loss for words like me apparently <laughs> i'm still so, here i'm just uh knee deep and trying to get everything done i need to get done so uh just bear with me folks i'll be with you in just a minute ben all right are you enjoying the show want to hear more for free head on over to blogtalkradio.com forward slash ben's carts or google 
HDVR, Hot Dog Vendor Radio. All the jam-packed episodes are available, and they are all free. And now, you can get them through iTunes. Subscribe today. It's half off, and half off nothing is still nothing. You're listening to Hot Dog Vendor Radio with Ben and Rob. In a world where no one cares. One man on a mission to help hot dog vendors worldwide. Boldly facing health inspectors everywhere. Ben? Providing tips and videos to help the less fortunate. It's HDVR Hot Dog Vendor Radio. With Ben and Rob. Brought to you by Mobile Food Vendors Association and Ben'sCarts.com. Gotta love Mr. Rob Harper, who produced those commercials. That is just a professional job. It just turned um, it 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 made the show three hundred times percent better. Um, <laughs> it didn't take much to make it better, but um, he made it a lot better. And so we almost sound professional. I'm going to take a call here real quick, Deb. You bet. This is Ben. You're live on Hot Dog Vendor Radio with. Rob, Ben, and Deb, how can we help you? Good evening, Rob, Ben, and Deb. This is Sean Tibbetts, the director of the Bluegrass Food Truck Association. Man, am I glad to hear from you. I thought I had dropped your call earlier. Um, I kept clicking the button, and it would spin, and nothing would happen. Was that you that called in earlier? No, it wasn't me. I was actually running a little late tonight. My apologies, but I'm here. Well, no. <laughs> well it's no problem. Um Tell us, tell us who you are, what you do, and um, I gave a little bit of background, but very little. So, um, it, it, um, go ahead and tell us, share with us. Sure thing. Well, that's, my name's Sean Tibbetts. I'm the, the owner operator of a food truck in Lexington, Kentucky, called Cluckenburger. Uh, we sell Jamaican jerk chicken hamburgers with all different flavors, from the, the dumb cluck to the cluck and jerk to the brave mother clucker. Um, so it's sort of a, a different menu that we do. <laughs> We have a lot of fans, a lot of folks that really love the, the hot stuff, so every time we make it hotter, the more people come out. But um, I recently got into this whole food truck thing about three years ago with my wife, and uh, we first decided we were going to take an old camper and remodel it, and as soon as we tore the front wall out, we found that there was you know, less wood than there was water damage. So we sold that camper on Craigslist and went and bought a, a new, uh, well, not new, but a used uh, snow cone trailer and put a griddle in and a hood and the new sandwich cooler and all that jazz and converted it into our food truck, decided we'd go out and start making money at, at arts and fairs and, and uh, art fairs and festivals and all that kind of stuff. And our first show out, I talked to all these other restaurant owners who had always done the show. They said, plan to feed a 1,000 people. I got the refrigerated truck. I ordered hundreds of pounds of chicken, the whole kit and caboodle. I sold 60 hamburgers our first weekend out. So that was Ooh, a, that a brutal lesson. <laughs> It was a rude awakening into the food truck business. Yes, it was. Um, but since then, my wife and I have, have been partnering with other businesses and, and figuring out how to jump through all the, the legal loopholes in Fayette County, or the legal wickets, if you will. And it's extremely difficult. And uh, as it turns out, there was a, a taco truck that was set up illegally over on the west side of our city. And some neighborhood association folks had actually complained to the city council, and they formed this thing called the Itinerant Merchant Task Force, and the itinerant merchant task force's job was to figure out how to regulate mobile vendors in Fayette County. So we've 
worked with him for the last year or so. We had a, a food truck operator on the task force, and he was was doing the best that he could with them. And, and recently, back in January, a local neighborhood association for the restaurant district actually complained at a subcommittee meeting and said that food trucks should be banned entirely. And, in fact, their sidewalk cafes should be extended from 25 feet to 50 feet instead. Well, my background, I'm a, a short, fiery redhead that's ex-military and with a degree in public <laughs> relations. So I just couldn't sit still anymore. That's an oxymoron. <laughs> so, oh, it, it was quite the, the skill set pulled together in one shot there. But So uh, within 24 hours, I mean, we had filed the paperwork with the Secretary of State, set up our nonprofit, set up our LLC, got our website going, got Facebook going, got Twitter going. Um, now we're up around 300, 400 fans somewhere in there. Every time we post something, it's more like 66,000 is our, our weekly reach. So we've, the social media thing has just exploded for us. On the dark side of all of this, uh, we uh, had an itinerant merchant task force meeting as late as yesterday afternoon where new regulations were introduced on Friday before the Monday meeting. Those regulations include distance restrictions from an open like business, and they don't define like. They include restrictions from other stationary vendors, so food trucks have to be so many feet apart. Uh, they include hour restrictions that limit us to public land only from 10 p.m. till 4 a.m. and only on an eight-block by four-block radius little circle of our downtown area. Everywhere else in the county is off limits. And um, <laughs> so just some pretty horrendous regulations coming at us. And so I, I formed a couple of months ago this food truck association and gathered all the food truck owners in town together, and we get together every couple of weeks and go over the current regulation and how to get legal and what the proper steps are to be legal in our county and follow the state rules as well as the county rules. And at the same time, we're lobbying against this task force to try to, to keep these really restrictive rules from being put into place. And the association has made all the difference in the world. Uh, before this, there was no media attention at all. After the association our, our little town here, we've got about 300,000 people or so. We've got four TV stations. We've been on all four of them. We've got two radio station companies that own all the stations in town. One of them has run PSA announcements for us on all eight of their stations. Uh, all of the local papers, the neighborhood papers, business papers, progressive papers, all of those folks have written articles for us. And we've even landed on the front page of our actual local newspaper, the Herald Leader. So the association working as one unit and one voice and, and really bringing to light the regulations that they're trying to pass has actually given us an immense amount of attention in the media and the traditional media as well. So that's our story. <laughs> it's kind of long, but that's our story. <laughs> well, that's an awesome um, that, story. So, so where are you now as far as what is what is the goal and what do you see coming with these um, changes and and these challenges? Well, we, the goal, of course, is to be allowed to operate on public land like any other business. We, we really right. struggle when they say that, that public land is for everybody. Well, we're everybody, too. Uh, on a regular basis, I hear that the brick and mortars are more invested in our downtown than the mobile food trucks are because they can pick up and leave. Well, I see that as a lack of innovation on the mobile, on the restaurant owner's <laughs> part. There's nothing that says yeah. that he can't sell his restaurant and move either. Exactly. So that one just kills me. They talk about taxes. Well, we pay property taxes on our vehicles. They pay property taxes on their buildings. We also pay a mobile usage vehicle tax in the state of Kentucky at 6% that they don't pay. We pay our division of revenue $250 a year just to be allowed to operate as an itinerant merchant. In addition to a $500 cash bond, they pay none of that. They pay one $100 fee for a business license, and that's it. 
Our health department, we pay $30 every two weeks. They pay once a year to be inspected at $35. Jolly. So Jolly. The, the scales are definitely tipped against the food truck operators. Um, the, the best example I can give, we did a big food truck rally a couple of weeks ago, and we had seven trucks come out on a Friday and four out on a Saturday, served over 1,500 people, got all the press out there. It was a phenomenal event. But on the flip side, the part that a lot of people didn't know was we had actually invited over 40 trucks from Louisville, Kentucky. It's just an hour away. And uh, out of those 40 trucks, only three accepted the challenge of getting through all the wickets in Fayette County. And out of those three, only one made it by the time of the day of the show. So we invited 40 trucks that are experienced food truck operators an hour away, and only one made it through the whole process. Golly. Amazing. <laughs> that it, they have to be the other members um have to be just um blown away um with the support one that y'all have have done so quickly um what advice you know we've been around for a while a lot longer than y'all but we've been um in and out we you know we're we've been like you know in a in a, in the dead sea bobbing around trying to put it all together and it's it's come together but what advice would you give somebody like us well the the clearest thing that i've done is is with the bluegrassfoodtrucks.org website that's where i write news articles on a fairly regular basis i try to get something out there at least once a week and sometimes i'm not as good at it as i should be but the goal is at least once a week and what I've really done with those news articles is try to take the regulations and put them into plain English so people understand the real impact of these regulations and then link to it and cite the actual section of the regulation that proves my point. And every time that I've done that, I've done it twice here in the last month and a half or so, and those two articles have gone by definition of viral. We've got 300 fans on our page. We see those two things get shared out and more people watching that, that it gets into the tens of thousands. So the biggest thing, the biggest piece of advice I can offer is content, content, content. Keep the content fresh and new and make it matter to people. Because the biggest thing that I've managed to do with our messaging, again, I've got a degree in public relations. So I recognize there are three audiences that are interested in the whole food truck movement, and especially when governments try to shut them down. And it's our job to tap into those audiences and get them mad. And when they get mad, they're going to support you 100%. What those audiences are are foodies, number one, people that just want additional options. They want more food. They want creative food. They're behind the food trucks 100%. The next group of people that really helps us a lot are the people who are the government watchdogs and the ones who just hate it when government oversteps their bounds. Any group like that that you can get in touch with, they're going to retweet your tweets, repost your Facebook, write articles for you to the local paper. Um, Give me an example of who that would be. Well, a a great one that we've um, gotten in touch with is actually some real estate developers here in town because the regulations in Lexington actually limit what you can do on private property, including an empty parking lot. So some of the developers in town would like to see us set up on those empty parking lots, but because of these rules, they're not allowed to. So they're being denied the opportunity to rent us those parking lots and set up food food truck courts all because some restaurant doesn't want us within 200 feet. So those folks get really upset. Private property owners, the other ones that we've talked to, I'm getting ready to deliver a speech to the Rotary Club locally. Um, So anywhere you can get in front of the business owners and and the folks that really make things move in government, that one really, really helps. And then the last one, actually, that that we've been reaching out to are nonprofits. 
because if you read through a lot of the regulations, there's exceptions in place for nonprofits. But you read the last sentence of those, and they'll say the a nonprofit is accepted either from the fee or from the location restriction or the hour restriction, so long as they are conducting business in support of the nonprofit. Well, that means all the events like vendor fairs where churches rent out their space and people come in and set up and sell goods, anything that a church or a Boy Scout troop does where they're reselling a product of somebody else's, that's all illegal because they're not doing a service and they're not making a sale in support of their organization. At the end of the day, the profits are going someplace else. Therefore, it's illegal. When we reach out to these nonprofit organizations and other businesses that are impacted, they really get fired up. The, one of the ones I've got fired up in our town right now is actually the local cab companies. Because if a, I mean, a lot of these restrictions, if you look across the country, stationary, the word stationary for stationary merchant is never defined. They don't say if that's that I sat still for five minutes or 20 minutes or an hour. Or what's the real definition of stationary? So the other folks that are impacted by this is, is cab drivers and taxi drivers. They sit in public parking spaces. They sit on public streets. They service a, a, provide a service that receives cash at the time of delivery, there is no difference between a cab driver and a stationary merchant in most regulations. So when we get those folks fired up, we pack meeting rooms and, and they start calling all the council members because <laughs> they have all their cell phone numbers. So, <laughs> so the cab companies have been a phenomenal one for us as well. Golly. Um, I would have never thought that the codes would read that way where – the the same rules would apply or affect both people. Something such as a cab driver, you wouldn't even think had any relation um, to a mobile food vendor. So um, that's an interesting um, twist and and an attack plan, and it helps garner support. That's what I I know that we all need. And it's not that everybody is facing these uphill climbs, but there's enough of us out there that are facing them and have faced them that we would like to see it fair across the board. Um, exactly. Exactly. So, and honestly, the, the biggest piece that, that we've done well is reach out to organizations bigger than us. And every time I get them involved, I, I send them tweets directly, especially our local magazines and local newspapers. Every time I send something to an organization bigger than me, they send it out to their audience. And so instead of me having to reach 11,000 people, our local Ace Weekly magazine does it for me every time I send them something that they find interesting. So I just constantly send information and write news stories and, and get that information out there and show how it affects people other than the food trucks. And every time they see that, they really get upset. They really do. Because the other groups to think about that a lot of food trucks and itinerant merchants don't consider are the uh, direct sales representatives, folks that sell Mary Kay and, and Amway and 31 and, and Pampered Chef and all of those type folks, they do sales in public space. They use public space for a cash transaction. It applies to them as well. That wow, is incredible. Good point. Very good point. I'm taking notes. I'm glad I was just fixing to ask if Deb was taking notes. I'm taking this, notes, yeah. This would make good information for our newsletter and blog. Um, Absolutely. Man, that that's important information. I, I am blown away how quick you have obtained this information and gathered up the support you have. I mean, you're talking literally three months, right? Four months? Oh, it was March 4th was the day that we founded the, the organization. So it's literally just a little over two months, and in that time we've put together a food truck rally. We've got a 
a very serious presence online. Uh, one of the other things that we've done is we had T-shirts printed up. They all say free the food trucks on the front of them and have our website underneath it. Uh, and we let people know that the money for those T-shirts actually goes to pay our security guard for our food truck rallies. Not that the association is trying to make a bunch of extra money. It's not some fundraiser for us. But it really is just to pay our real costs. And when we do that, we tend to sell a lot more of those. Man. How large uh-huh. is your community? You said that you were close to Lexington. Yes, Are you uh, where we're at? So it, uh, right now, I think Lexington's around 270,000 people, something along those lines. Uh, an interesting little factoid about Lexington that makes our life as food truckers more difficult is Lexington, Kentucky actually has more restaurants per capita than any other city in the country. Lexington is where mm-hmm. corporate restaurants go to try out their idea. And if they can survive in Lexington for 18 months, they can survive anywhere. So when we get resistance from the brick-and-mortar restaurants, we're getting resistance from some pretty serious corporations. Hey, I just heard something uh, over on the chat room, um, Sean, that is interesting. Yankee Dogs posted up that there's also a program to join with Homeland Security. Since we are in the streets, we can be watchdogs. Um, and that they actually have programs that, that sponsor that type of stuff. They do. Um, actually, as the, the gods would have it, my day job is that I'm the IT director for the Army Career and Alumni Program in Fort Knox. And what we do is, as vets get ready to transition out of the military, we teach them interview skills, get them a resume, set them up with companies that give preferential treatments to vets, and try to get them placed in jobs. But because I work with the military, I go through that training every single year. And there's a number. It's 1-800-CALL-SPY is the telephone number. But you can call that number and be set up with that program, and, and that's correct. You could be used as a, as not only as a part of Homeland Security, but also Neighborhood Watch. So all the regulations that are saying we're not allowed to be in a residential zone, period, why not? Couldn't we contribute to the Neighborhood Watch programs there? Well, you know what's interesting, and I'm sure you are aware of it, but on IJ's website they have that beautiful PDF, and I have it over on my blog as well. And it talks about the statistics behind safer streets with vendors in um, across America, that the streets right. are statistically safer that have vendors on them. That's true. Uh, the, my favorite one, actually, though, is, is a lot of the folks uh, in, in Lexington now, we have another regulation in there that says you're not allowed to set up in any public space or public right-of-way that causes a blockage or would cause a blockage of a public right-of-way. And the whole would cause a blockage thing really bothers me. How does one define whether or not they would cause a blockage or not? Does that mean that somebody had to alter their walking path or that people actually can't get through? Or What does that definition really mean? So <laughs> so there's some regulations yeah. like that, that that we're struggling with. We're reaching out to attorneys to try to get some definitions wrapped into them. But, again, when, when I put that type of information out on our website and on our news, people just latch onto it and send it everywhere. So. Yeah, it's been an exciting adventure, guys. I'll, I'll be honest. I had no intention of becoming the director of a food truck association and taking on my local city council, but, you know, so be it. I think it's neat that it's big enough that you got enough people to do it and and to be a voice. I mean, that's just incredible. Um, we're You know, we're trying to drum up membership nationwide, and it's been a slow process. But um, I'm, I'm glad it's coming, you know, to fruition finally. But hopefully, hopefully we'll um, we'll, 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 it'll be as powerful as the ACLU. 
weekend, weekend. Um, um, call the call the shots or raise raise um, warning flags, flags, flags when state states or, or you know, any, you know, any local tries tries to um, tread, um, tread on, on our rights. Right. Well, the the piece of advice, and I guess the the encouraging words that I'll share with everybody was when my wife and I sat down and decided to start this thing. We just called the people that we knew, and the first meeting of the association had a grand total of seven people at it, and we represented three different businesses. The last meeting that we had had 26 people at it and represented over 14 different businesses. So in a matter of eight weeks, just by talking, by meeting regularly, by telling people what we're about, what's going on, keeping them informed in the local media, our numbers and our ranks have just doubled and tripled every week. Golly. Um, Right. Well, I'm going to be in touch with you, and I hope Deb um, does as well so that we can, um, um, you know, steal any advice you can give us. Um, sure thing. And we'd, we'd love to, to welcome your members over um, if it is beneficial to them at all. I know the numbers purely are beneficial, but we'd love it, and um, you, you're welcome to throw around our numbers. Um, we'd love it. That'd be great. We can do that, and, and I'm I'm available. I'm more than happy to hang on the line and answer questions for folks that call in or be a part of the discussion tonight. I, I'm set aside for you, Ben. <laughs> well, I um I, I am incredibly thankful that you would um, take the time to share with us. I know that that information is not easily gathered, and that it took a lot of work. And you you helped us cut to the chase on many things that will save us time in the future. And so I really appreciate you taking the time to call in tonight. Sure thing. Sure the, um, thing. I appreciate the opportunity. That's, that's the other thing, Ben, I'll tell you, is that the more this message gets out there, uh, one of the things I, I share with folks a lot is we have a petition program going on where we get folks to sign the petitions to support food trucks on public land. And I have people all the time that tell me, absolutely not. Sean, there's no way I'm going to sign that petition. You guys shouldn't be allowed to steal from these brick and mortars. They work so much harder than you do. And I get the whole argument right. So I sit down with them, and even if it takes 45 minutes, at the end of that 45 minutes, after they have a full education of what the rules are, how it's unequal, where the balance really should be coming from, I end up with their signature on my petition every single time. So when I see shows like this and I see opportunities to get the message out there, I realize the more we educate people, the more we can get that 15, 20 minutes of them just to listen and understand the issues, the more people we get on our side. And you're using the traditional paper, old-fashioned petitions. You're not going online. Are you using those also? I know that we had some doggers that were using some online services to get petitions out there in smaller towns, and a lot of the a lot of the people that were signing were signing from out of the area. How do you think that stacks up? Should they be instead Xeroxing copies, leaving those with people and getting the word out locally, or do you feel... How, how do you think that that all works? Well, we actually do use an online petition. It's, it's ipetition.com. But I'll be okay. honest with you, on our, on our online petition, we have around 200 signatures. But on our petitions that we walk around with a clipboard, and whenever we set up the truck, we always have the petitions available. Um, we've even been known to, you know, not so clandestinely, wear our free the food truck T-shirts and walk through downtown events. And when people see us in the T-shirts, they say, oh, aren't you guys the guys with the petitions? And of course we are. And we pull it out and let them sign it. And our paper petitions, we've gathered over 500 signatures with about three days' worth of work. 
So I will say the paper signatures tend to produce a whole lot faster, and it doesn't take as much effort as everybody thinks it does. You just set them out there on your countertop as you're serving food. People will ask you what it's about, and getting the signatures is so easy. Uh, I like oh, it. I would imagine, especially when you're giving them a good product right there. How can they turn that down? Exactly. exactly. And, and ours is a chicken burger, so it, it takes a few minutes for it to cook. So I use that four minutes every time to talk to them, tell them what the issues are, tell them who their council member is. And if I can find it, give them their council member's t- telephone number to call them and complain. <laughs> I use okay. that four minutes for everything I can. <laughs> <laughs> um, before you go, I want to know what a uh, what a chicken burger is. Well, I actually take uh, boneless, skinless chicken breast and grind that up at a local butcher. And I I was taught in Jamaica how to make jerk spice from scratch by the jerk chefs down there in the grill. So I make my jerk spice homemade every morning from veggies and spices. I mix that into the ground chicken. Serve it up as a patty on a bun, little lettuce, tomato, onion, pickle, mustard, mayo, ketchup, however it takes your burger, with some Swiss over the top. It's it's just phenomenal on a bun. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That sounds delicious. Um, I just didn't know. I didn't know if it was a real, a, a real burger, you know, as far as made out of chicken, but a real burger. But I've never had one, so... Um, it is. Well, that's because they didn't exist until I invented them, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love it. I love it. You'll be Chick-fil-A's next competitor. Um, there we go. There we if go. You'll, if you'll just start working on Sundays only, you'll have them beat. Um, exactly. Exactly. Home market, they're not serving. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That is true. Um, well, the... Um, I guess um, if there's nothing else you have to add, or if you have something to add, go ahead and tell me. I've got some other callers waiting, and I um, but I I do want to thank you for your time and um, and sharing all this advice and and your experience. Sure thing. Thanks for having me. I, I'm actually going to jump on the website now and be in the chat room here shortly, so be available oh. to welcome you. There. We'd love. Thank all you right, so much, Sean. Say I, I shall see you online. <laughs> thank you so much. You have a wonderful night. All right. Thank you, Ben, Deb, and, and what's the other phone? Rob. 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 Rob, that's it. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a great night. You too. See you. You too. See you in the chat room. Okay, Deb, we've got some calls holding. I think that um, I need to do um, this real quick. Mobile Food Vendors Association, MyMFVA.org. If you like specials and freebies and discounts off carts from the leading manufacturers, you need to check out MyMFVA.org. You can get discounts on everything you will need to run a successful business. They'll even tell you where you can buy all those necessities at the absolute lowest price. For more details, visit MyMFVA.org. He's cornier than an outhouse at a summertime family reunion. It's Ben on HDVR, Hot Dog Vendor Radio. And we're back, and we're going to pick up a live call here. This is Ben. You're on Hot Dog Vendor Radio Live. Is this Corey? This is Corey. Hi, Ben. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much for calling in. I know that you have a story that we need to hear, and it's also on the subject that we've we've happened to to be on tonight oh definitely yeah i have 
I've been having a lot of issues uh, with being shut down from the city, and uh, there's a lot, like like the uh, caller that was just on. There's a lot of unclear rules, and you know, I'm finding out that it's kind of a tangled web, and everybody has their own interpretation of it. And I just kind of decided to take it on, uh, take it head on. And uh, Rob Merlino actually uh, helped me spearhead this. He uh, he found out about my issue. I had actually put a call into him, and he. Uh, he basically had put a, a blog out, and it was kind of a a pretty harsh post that he had put on his blog, but it got the attention of the city hall. And uh, city hall basically uh, started calling him up, and you know when I couldn't get you know when I couldn't get a call back, I started getting calls. And um, you know I'm coming to find out that a lot of these ordinances in my city have been in effect since the early '60s, without any updating or anything like that, and. The current way that it stands in my city is I am not allowed to vend on public property. Um, that includes city streets. Um, I'm not allowed to vend within 100 feet of a park, picnic area, or playground. And I, I was well aware of these these ordinances when I first opened up last year. And I had had a private property on a pretty busy street, actually one of the busiest streets in the city, and I was doing pretty well last year. Um, I was open maybe October and November because it took them from April to September for them to actually give me the permits. Uh, because like like I you know like we had talked uh, to Rob about, um, right. I had a, a health inspector that basically was on vacation and there was no one to fill their spot. They basically you know if if, if that person died, apparently you wouldn't get a permit. And, uh, you know, so I basically had to wait till September. So I, I opened up the end of last year on a private property with no issues at all. And then I, I started finding out that there was a local neighborhood uh, organization that is kind of headed by this guy who used me as kind of his pet project. And uh, he, uh, he he basically started citing to the building department all these uh, ordinances that they weren't even aware of. And... Uh, you know, they basically had to enforce these ordinances, and one of the ordinances they had was that I cannot vend on private property either, um, which I was vending on. And uh, the reason they said I couldn't vend on private property was because I, um, if I'm staying stationary for any length of time, they consider me a fast food restaurant, and I am in need of 25 dedicated parking spaces for my business, which, you know, the property owner was a friend of mine, but he was limited on parking spaces to begin with. So it, they pretty much tied my hands in the city with being able to operate. And uh, as it stands right now, the only the only time I can operate in the city is uh, from June 1st to September 30th, from 10 at night to 2 in the morning. And and, and like I said, I you know, it, it's one of those That's things stupid. where, you know, I, it is pretty stupid. And, and the thing is, it was just brought up to city council. I actually created a petition like the gentleman that was just on, and I have an online petition that has about 127 signatures, which I, it's not really admissible to the city, you know, to the city of New Bedford uh, when the public meeting comes up and this actually, you know, materializes. But I have about 150 signatures, uh, and I'm, I'm really targeting businesses uh, that, uh, you know, to support this this uh, food truck ordinance, and and what I'm finding is where I was, there was three other hot dog businesses, uh, brick and mortar businesses that are that were within a mile and a half of where I am, and I've gotten their signatures uh, on the petition. And the gentleman who is basically causing all the issues, he uh, he he is a donut place, you know, and his his big thing is the uh, the private property, 
and they pay property taxes. And, and one of the things I, when that was first brought up, I started thinking about it, and I said, you know, geez, property taxes, you know, they, they use property taxes as a as a an argument as to why I shouldn't be allowed to make a living. And I started thinking about it, and I said, you know, if I rented a storefront, the property owner would pay the property taxes, not the person renting the store. So that argument was pretty weak. And, and after talking to some of the city council uh, members, I, I basically got the support of, of every single one of them. They all have, you know, at the. I was very surprised that this past Thursday's meeting was when uh, this ordinance change was brought up to the city council and actually put on the table. And uh, four or five of them stood up and they basically agreed that these things have to be changed and they agreed that, you know, in the city of Boston, Boston is, is cashing in on food truck owners. They're making a lot of money that, you know, they're basically charging these food truck owners uh, property taxes to locate their trucks on city streets. And, you know, the food truck owners are happy to pay the property taxes because they're able to operate. You know, where, you know, last year was the first year these food trucks in Boston were able to operate and they're all flourishing. They're all doing well to the point where this year they actually expanded their food truck uh, initiative and they've increased the spaces and you know what, what I like about it is on the you know on the city of Boston, and this is kind of how the me and some of the city council have been speaking about trying to mold an, a food truck ordinance that we have in the city after the one that's in Boston, because you know in Boston they have uh, like I said these food truck you know these food trucks are you know they'll have different spots throughout the day where in the morning from 11 to 4 they might have a spot in front of Boston University, and then. On the other side of the city, they have a spot from 5 to 9. And every day they're in different spots. But on the city website, they have basically a, uh, a food truck locator where you can actually put in the time of day, the day, the food truck you're looking for, and you can actually locate your favorite food truck, And uh, which I thought was kind of cool. And, you know, and, and like I said, it seems to be working in Boston. And, you know, New Bedford is, is one of those, you know, cities and towns where they have a a strong, you know, it's an older an older town, and a lot of people don't want to change, but, you know, the city council seems willing to do it, so I'm, I'm giving them their rope, and I'm letting them do what they need to do, but meanwhile, I'm getting all the all the signatures I need, and I'm getting the awareness out there of, of you know. Well, can we, we, are we allowed to sign your petition? Yes, definitely. I have, um, on my uh, on my Facebook page, I have the online petition, and I also have a paper petition that I'm, I'm handing around. It's, it's only good for the local residents because that's the only one, way I can submit it to the city. But the um, right. on my Facebook page, uh, it's uh, facebook.com forward slash Fenway Sausage Works. Um, I have the petition on there on one of my posts. And um, like I said, I have about 127 signatures on there. And the, the strange thing on there is I have people all over the world that have signed this petition from India. You know, I was just amazed at some of the countries that have actually you know, people that are signing in from it. it was kind of a you know, I get a little snicker out of it, you know. And um but like you said, it's it's gonna be a slow going transition to change this ordinance and you know, I was kinda doing the math and it looks like that it's not gonna be till probably early next year that till this ordinance is gonna change. And uh like you said Rob actually was, was one of the first ones to actually uh to, to get this thing uh noticed to the point where uh just a couple weeks ago I received an email from the Institute for Justice. And uh, they basically told me, I don't know who had tipped them off to my Facebook page. They let me know that they had been following my posts on my Facebook page, and they were very interested in helping me out. That they is incredible. They, I like that. Yeah, and, and yeah, it was great. You know, like I said, they, they've actually exchanged a couple emails with me, 
and they basically told me that, you know, if, you know, I, I informed them of basically everything that's been going on with the city council, and, and they, along with Rob and, and, and myself, agree that the city wants to do the right thing. Um, whether they do or not is, you know, remains to be seen, but I'm going to give them the chance to do it the right way. Right. And uh, the Institute for Justice has basically told me that they uh, will help me in any way they can uh, preparing my statements for the public meeting, uh, helping me pack the house, uh, you know, just giving me little tips on my petition that I should include email uh, so that I can inform the people who signed my petition of upcoming events, whether it be a public meeting or a rally or anything like that, um, so I can get a hold of them and try to rally people up. And, uh, and they also told me that, if, you know, when it comes down to it, if the city council doesn't do the right thing, then, you know, they might consider it helping me with legal action, you know, which I thought was pretty nice of them. And they sent me a whole packet of um, of legalized street food uh, stickers for people's cars. And uh, they sent me about 400 of them in the mail the other day. And, that uh, is, like, so that they, is awesome. Yeah. That, I mean, it's nice that we have cool. organizations like that, you know. So do you have your um, petition I know that Brian posted the link to your Facebook page, but do you have a petition online that you could get um, get to us so that we could send that out in the MFVA newsletter? Deb could get that out, or um, I'll even put it on my blog and try to get you some support um, outside of the area by other vendors. Excellent. Yeah, what I'll do is I'll uh, I have it on my page. What I'll do is I'll post it on the. Um I'll post it on the blog site in a couple minutes. Um, okay. So that everybody can get it. Um, All right. I have it on. I don't know how far down on my post it, it really is, but um, but like I said, I have it on there. Um, but like I said, things are, things are going good. It's you know, as of right now, the only time I can really operate is is you know from June first to September thirtieth, and um, I'm hoping that uh you know I'm hoping that you know I do pretty well during that time because my hands are pretty much tied and it's well, you know, it, it's tough. We're behind you. Just know we'll support you. Brian Shore has already put up the petition, your petition, on the chat room. So um, anybody that's got two seconds, go over there and sign the petition. We'd love it, and it'll help out a lot of people. I want to thank you for coming on, um, and and giving us filling us in with what's going on. The last we heard was from Rob, and so I'm excited that at least things are being done and you're getting the support. And we'll see if we oh, yeah. can't. Gather up some more support for you. Please keep and us I updated. I want to say one thing. If you actually, yeah. uh, you know, for one second, um, Rob actually had contacted me the other day, and I don't know if you, you know, I'm sure you're aware that Rob does the hot dog stories. Yep. Um, and one of the things that you know, Rob had actually in the beginning had told me that he put me on the hot dog stories until you know, then I get shut down and, and I ran into those snags, and I was kind of bummed that I wasn't going to be able to be on the hot dog stories. And Rob is basically he's been gracious enough to accommodate me, and has told me that on a uh, you know, to kick off uh, National Hot Dog Month on July 1st, uh, which is actually a Saturday night, he's going to do a midnight hot dog story session, which I'm pretty excited about. So I just wanted to, you know, give a uh, shout out to Rob and say thank you for the uh, for the support and uh, you know squeezing me in. So it should that be a fun awesome. time. Um, Excellent. That is awesome. I, I I think the world of Rob and I love what he's doing and all of these people that are like Sean that are bringing attention and raising awareness and I love having people like both of them that have some um, additional knowledge that we just simply didn't have or uh, at least I didn't have. Um, it's neat to hear this stuff and to see that we can make changes. Um, I want to tell everybody we've only got about 30 minutes left in the show and we've been asked about the the free giveaways and stuff. I do want to tell you that Dennis. Um, and I, I swear, I hope I don't butcher this up, Figueroa, 
Dennis Figueroa. Um, Y'all all know him. He's always here. He's a great guy, has um, purchased a book and wants to give it to someone. So, Brian, if you could do me a huge favor, if you could get a list of the, um, I guess do the number thing. We need six winners tonight. We need five vacation winners, and we need one um, book winner. So if you could get that for us, um, and then we'll let um, Rob or Deb or somebody draw names. Um, but thank you for coming on um, and and talking with us. No, thank you for having me. Yes, sir. I hope you have a good evening, and um, please keep us up to date on that. I we did have that listed in the. We did have a link to that posted in the dog park, and like like uh, like that was said. Um, they do have a tendency to float down, and so I'm trying to go in and find it and pull it back up and get it back up to the top of the dog park. If not, probably just easier to repost it. But absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, and and the Institute of Justice—they're just remarkable. Anybody can contact them for stickers for their carts. Um, I have information to post about that as well. My stickers is is supposed to be on its way. That is so, fantastic. Mhm. Well, um, thank you again, Corey, and um, we'll we'll be hollering at you. Thank you. And go Mariners. They were going after your team, okay? <laughs> and you've already yes, you've already had people go over and sign your um sign your petition. Excellent. Thank you, Ben. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay, folks, we've got um less than thirty minutes and um um several things to cover and we need to get it covered. So um let's bear with us here. Hot dog saved my life, the book. Everything you ever wanted to know about hot dog vending and probably some things you don't, available at benscarts.com forward slash book. Why spend 100 or more dollars when you can get it all for less than 30 bucks? Benscarts.com forward slash book. Get it, read it, and discover how you can cash in and change your life for good. Benscarts.com forward slash book. Have you ever wondered why the guy selling hot dogs always seems so happy? Hello, Mrs. Smith. Hello, Mr. Johnson. Can I interest either of you in a hot dog? Do you want to find out why? LearnHotDogs.com. Get free video training, earn points, and get free stuff. Read Ben's hot dog blog and more. The premier source for hot dog vending information. Go to LearnHotDogs.com. Golly, Rob just did a fantastic job on those, um, and I just love them. So, if Rob, if you're listening, thank you again. You are the man. Um, I wanted to. Um, well, we had a caller waiting, and they have disappeared. They were from South Carolina because I know the South Carolina prefix, and um, and so whoever it was, um, feel free to call back in. I wasn't going to leave you hanging all day. Um, the we've been running as fast as we could to get through this, and let's um, 
is Brian available to um, start doing some giveaways? Um, I know Corky Boo is on the run. She has to leave soon, so we need to give away s- some stuff. Um, Brian, if um, if you can hear me, if you're getting close, just um, holler, um, throw up a thumb, something. Um, let's see. We've got, um, oh, my gosh, Jay is in the chat room. Um, and Brian is close to getting us some stuff. Um, we've got. Holy cow, we've got a busy a busy bunch of group of people tonight. And um the show keeps getting busier. The statistics, I mean, realistically, every single week we get bigger, a bigger audience, and I want to thank everybody for participating and for um taking part in this. It's free, and if you have a subject you'd like covered, if you'd ever like to call in and tell your story and share something, share some advice, give a warning, um we need um we need to get it done. Randy, um, that's funny, but um, it's untrue. But I do have a lot of friends named Rob. It is crazy. And um, Rob, I don't know if you saw him talking bad about you, but he said Ben has a man crush on anyone named Rob. <laughs> and it may just be that the really, really smart people um, are named Rob. It could be that. It could be that they're named David and Brian and Darren and um, Jason and Jay, and Edward. And, uh, of course you do. Absolutely. I've heard a lot of us. Do what, do what, Rob? I said, now you're stretching it. <laughs> well, um, let's see. Oh, my goodness. If all the Robs were good looking and had a lot of tough grit and all that, maybe I would go with that. But intelligent and I have been called different. Other stuff. <laughs> Good Your wife would argue. <laughs> That's funny. Um, my wife didn't marry me for my brains. <laughs> she married you because you were going to buy that dog. That's and, right. You uh, got it. <laughs> I, I love it. The um, If you have any questions, please feel free to email Deb. Um, also, we want to thank Sean Tibbetts for joining us tonight from the Bluegrass Food Truck Association. You can visit them at bluegrassfoodtruck.org. They are also available on Facebook, I think, BGFT maybe, um, something maybe. Um, I'm sure Brian will post that. I'm sure it's already in there. If Sean's still on, he can post it up. But any support you can give if you're in Kentucky – or would like to lend a hand at the next rally or help lend your support or you want to sign the petition or you want to join the association and help them, um, it helps all of us. And that's the beauty of this. Um, the bigger that this becomes, the more people it's going to help. Um, Sean just posted it up. It's Bluegrass Food Trucks. Um, just facebook.com forward slash Bluegrass Food Trucks. And that'll get you. Um, Ed just said his family's in Kentucky. And... Um, I love Kentucky. That is a beautiful state. I have a daughter there right now. She is down the road from Sean. She's on the base there at Fort Knox. And so um, he he's often there near I don't think he's met her yet, but she's there. Um, I am, let's see, need to cover anything else. Um, Brian, um, how close are we now um, to picking anybody? Like, do you have a list of our numbers, um, account, and then we'll let Rob and Deb 
throw out some numbers and we'll give away the vacations and the graciously um, gifted book that Dennis got. Dennis contacted me before the show and said, I want to get a book and give it to someone. And Dennis Figueroa, um, thank you for that. Um, for spreading the love and the knowledge and helping others out and giving back. That's fantastic. So, um, I'm still waiting on Brian, and uh, <laughs> I'm putting the pressure on him. He's probably had to pull off his shoes and count now. And uh, <laughs> he said, I did it last just week. It's not easy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's trickier than it than it than it looks. But um, we'll get it done and. Um, Hopefully, we'll have something. I want to do something real quick. Um. Mobile Food Vendors Association, mymfva.org. If you like specials and freebies and discounts off carts from the leading manufacturers, you need to check out mymfva.org. You can get discounts on everything you will need to run a successful business. They'll even tell you where you can buy all those necessities at the absolute lowest price. For more details, visit mymfva.org. You're grooving live with HDVR, Hot Dog Vendor Radio with Ben and Rob. Are you enjoying the show? Want to hear more for free? Head on over to blogtalkradio.com forward slash Ben's Carts or Google HDVR, Hot Dog Vendor Radio. All the jam-packed episodes are available, and they are all free. And now, you can get them through iTunes. Subscribe today. It's half off, and half off nothing is still nothing. You're listening to Hot Dog Vendor Radio with Ben and Rob. All righty. Um, we have 34 names um, that Brian has pulled for us, and so... This will probably work out best if we do a number between one and thirty-four. And um, and Rob, let's have you pick the first number. This will be. Let's do a vacation on this one. Let's do two vacations, and then um, the let's do the. Well, we got six to do, so let's do two vacations, then the book that Dennis donated, and then the other vacations. You ready, Rob? What's my choices? Um, one through thirty-four. One through thirty-four. Lucky number seven. Lucky number seven. Um, number seven is going to win. I need to write this down this time. Um, number seven um, wins a vacation. Deb, can you pick the next number? Uh, Twenty-nine. Twenty-nine wins a vacation. In a minute, we'll tell you who all these people are. Um, and if you want, let's see. We've got the next number, Rob. Um, this will get a book graciously donated by Dennis. Lucky number 14, times seven times two. That was my number. <laughs> 14. Okay, and the next one is a vacation. And um, Deb? You got one through well, thirty-four. To, yeah, I had to switch from fourteen to sixteen. 
So you're going with 16. 16. I'm going with 16. Okay, Rob, you're next with a vacation. Lucky number 22. 22. Now, um, the last vacation tonight giveaway is going to who, Deb? The pressure's number on 33. you. Number 33. 33. Um, so we've got 7, 29, 14, 16, 22, and 33. Next time I will wear a bikini or something and spin a bunch of balls in a circle and maybe put it on film or something. Um, so, Brian, um, now the real hard part comes, telling us who all won those. Um, but it's 7, 29, 14, 16, 22, and 33. Um, Dave O'Donnell won a book. So that is... Um, Fantastic, and I think I have some um, um, cool music or something for that. Otherwise, it's going to have to be probably Deb's horn. Oh, God. (laughs) Ed Hayden is the next winner of a vacation. Ed, congratulations. Ed and Dave. Next, Jerry. And I think it's Rigger, Jerry Rigger, Riger, um, won a book, um, Jerry Riger. And that's, um, you can thank Dennis for that. Dennis Figueroa, he's in the chat room. He um, got the book and wanted to donate it. That is awesome. Um, and I'm waiting on Brian. Brian's making me sit in suspense. That's funny. Brian's, Brian's holding out on us. <laughs> Dave O'Donnell was a vacation. Um, and Ed Hayden was a vacation, and then Jerry was a book. And then we still have um, we still have numbers 16, 22, and 33. Is that correct? My last I'm talking to Brian. I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, no. I didn't Are you mean that. Having a party at your house? No, I was I was just trying to let people know I wasn't talking to myself. I was talking so that Brian would hear me, and then and then he'd post. Um, Brian's chatting with me at the same time through the chat thing. But okay, he's got the people up. Lisa, uh, I don't even want to Sparrowly Sparrowly, Lisa Sparrowly. Um, that's a pretty last name. It's like Lisa Sparrowly. Um, vacation, and um. We have Brian Shores. No, Brian Shores posted that. <laughs> I was going to say, Brian Shores. Ron Shipley won a vacation. And Jay Lee won a vacation. So that's everybody. We've got, um, if I did this right, we got Jay, Ron, Lisa, Jerry, um, Ed, and Dave. So congratulations to you. Thanks for participating in the show. I'm glad you're here, and I'm glad you help others. And a special thanks again to Dennis um, for your gracious gift. And y'all remember over at LearnHotDogs.com, those points that you're building up. Um, if you want to save them up a little bit to, so you earn the the um, the opportunity to win the cart in December, there is going to be slim pickings um, because a lot of people are using their points for lower items. And so there will be less people in that group, which means that the odds go dramatically up um, that you may win a cart. There will definitely be a cart given away to someone in December. 
um, and it's a be it be the um, cash cow um, stainless steel hot dog cart, the one that the world record was sold on. And I thought that was pretty cool. Deb, did you read that? I did read that. I thought that was awesome. And, you know, I always like to end the show when I'm on by thanking you, Ben, and um, letting people know that you have put some discounts on your site for MFBA members. So there's not only, you know, the the discounts that are on our site, mymfba.org, but there's also some tremendous discounts that you get by being a member on your site. I think there's $20 off on an umbrella. So there's some really good things and some really nice discounts. So we thank you very much for that. Well, um, you're welcome. I'm glad to do it, and I love it, and um, wouldn't have it any other way. So um, I'm I'm having a blast. Now um, we've got, what, 10 minutes roughly left, and um, the people that won the – oh, let me tell everybody. The people that just won – um please email me at ben at benscarts.com. I'm not sure where the vacations will come from yet, whether they'll come from the, the guy that's donating those or through the MFVA. Um if Deb mails them, I'm not sure, but you will get them. Don't worry. Um but email me your addresses, please, and a phone number. And we will – that doesn't go anywhere, and I will make sure it gets to whoever's mailing and and the person that won the book. I will um, get that out to you um, as well. So send and me it your really helps. It really helps if you put something in, in the subject line that from the 8,000 emails that we get, we can pick those right out. That does help. Right. Like put book winner, vacation winner, something like that. Um, and yeah. then your name. make sure to put your name and address so that we can match the name with the winning list. Um, and um, let's see. We've got um, – somebody told me at the beginning of the show that they hadn't received – um, they hadn't received their something yet, chip clips or something. Um, I apologize, but after the show, if you have a chance to email me and go check on this, it'll remind me, and I'll get it checked on if I need to send it out again or find out why it didn't go or something. Um, I know that some people get their stuff. I just want to make sure everybody does, and I thank you for bringing that to my attention, and I promise I'll get right on it tomorrow morning, first thing. It will be in the mail again if it didn't already go, but I'll find out. Um, I want... um, I want to thank Brian for all he does, um, all this links and, and finding stuff, and I, I just love it. I love that he puts in the time and that he helps and, and does so much for everybody. Um, now, let's um, – is there anything else we were going to cover, Deb? Um, I know we had another call, but they have um, since disappeared on me. The, they were the South Carolina folks. I think we've pretty much covered everything. Um, I think we, you know, we discussed being a little bit patient. Uh, we're getting everything done. We're, we're plowing through the work, and we're happy to have it. I am not by any means complaining. I'll, I'll be happy to be seeing this grow, um, and they can just continue on. Um, and yeah, it's just it's been a terrific week. I don't know when I have sat in front of a computer for more hours, and I've loved every minute of it. Except for the ones where I complain to you a little bit, Ben. I, 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 
<laughs> I, I, oh, I, complained, I, I complained to Rob and Jason, and uh, and and it's funny. And then um, Heather will call and go, oh, my gosh. And so it's, it's like a, a whirly bird of, of, of heck. Um, somebody is on holding. Uh, what number are you? Or is the last, last phone number? Um, so um, said they're in the queue, and I don't see them. See them. Um, I want to make I sure, make sure. Um, uh, that we pick them up. Pick them up. Um, we've got about we've got nine minutes left. With left. plenty of time to take a call. Call. So, okay, uh, I see. Okay. Um, you're not in, not the, in the queue. Um, how about how this? About this? Um, I'm going to play um, a a little something, and while I try to call you, and maybe that'll work. And if it goes to dead air before I come back, um, that'll be all you get. Oh, good. Uh, so you'll um, when you quit hearing this um, this stuff, um, you're gonna have to um, do something. You're gonna have to you know sing or toot your horn or something. Oh, Lord. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Finally, Ben's Carts has released the Build a Cart course found at www.buildacart.com. Now you can build your own professional hot dog cart based on the cash cow. Build a cart for less than $900 with no flea market and pawn shop used parts. Your cart will be brand new, loaded up with all the features, and will outperform even you. This means it will cook faster than you can serve your adoring fans. We even went a step further because we purchase commercial supplies in bulk. You can get a kit with much of the important components and save big. No crappy burners, no having to switch on and off manually your water pump, no messing with making your own gas lines. The all-new Build-A-Cart course will guide you in building a real commercial cart. Check it out today at www.buildacart.com. That's www.buildacart.com. All right, Deb, I'm back, and we had him in the room. He came in um, while I was trying to call. It showed him up. This is Yankee Dogs, and um, he had some information he wanted to share, and we need to um, see what we can do um, to get him back. He's not there. Um, I don't see him. Yeah, it, says, it, it says it's Yankee in the in the chat room. Who else do we have from the 360 area code? We have Darren. We have Cory Dar- Boo. No, I'm saying right now on the line. Somebody oh, on well, the line. Oh, well, I don't know. Okay. David? David, how are you? Good. How are you, Ben? Doing wonderful. Did you mean to call in? I mean, was it like I a did. Per- I did. Okay. This is my first time calling in, and I wasn't quite sure how it works, so i just been patiently just listening to the show and enjoying everything. Well, I'm glad you did. Um, the um, we were trying to get a hold of um, Yankee Dogs from South Carolina, and apparent I don't know what happened. I still haven't figured this out yet. You know, third grade was like the four toughest years of my life, and I still haven't got it all worked out. <laughs> um, what 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 did you like to share with us? What would you like to share? Well, I wanted to let you guys know that I uh, am just a brand new member for the. Um, uh, Mobile Food Vendors Association, and I'm um, currently uh, working on building my cart. 
and uh, just excited about uh, getting started with it. Well, I'm glad that um, that you're here, and um, if we can do anything um, for you or you run across a problem or a question, um, I'll give you all of Deb's phone numbers. She does almost nothing, sits around all day watching soap operas, <laughs> and um, she would enjoy it. Um, but no, for real, you're welcome to call any of us any time. We'd love to talk to you. Well, I have just I've gotten a just a boatload of information from your site, and I'm looking forward to uh, purchasing some stuff with my discount uh, through the uh, through the MFBA. And um, you just uh, you're you're a blessing to uh, all those slingers out there. Well, I I thank you for that. Um, I, Where are you I'm, located? Bremerton, Washington. Oh, Bremerton, beautiful area. I wouldn't mind driving yep. up there for a hot dog. <laughs> well, see, well, there you right go. Right now, the only place I can really go to get anything really good is over to Port Townsend. Oh, you're getting your your supplies from Port Townsend. You have a Costco oh, to, over there. To, to go have a good hot dog. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Because you're not up and running yet. Yeah, right. uh, you've got a Costco, and and there's you're going to have to drive over to Darren or Deb. Or take the ferry. <laughs> yeah, take the right. ferry. Yeah, exactly. Take the ferry, yeah. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah, then I could get all three of you on video. <laughs> uh, we, we'll have Corky join in, too. We've got quite a group here, and Steamy says he gets up into the area, so maybe we can have a, a little block party. I think sounds that just great. sounds awesome. Yep. I, I've heard through the grapevine that the... Uh, the uh, Kitsap Mall is trying to put together a food truck, um, um, some kind of an event, uh, sometime in June or July. A rally sort of thing? I, I don't like. know exactly. I don't have any details yet, but I was talking to the marketing guy um, for the mall, and uh, he's working on some some things to get some food trucks in the area. So that uh, that might be fun. Well, we have mini food trucks, so not many, <laughs> mini. Mini, mini? Mini, yeah, small. But, yeah, that would be really fun to do something like that. It's just a beautiful area. People out out on the East Coast, they don't know what it's like to have to ride a ferry to work and see the big trees out here. They'll have to come out and visit us. Maybe they'll join us at the rally. Yeah, they <laughs> they don't know what they're missing out here. Absolutely not. Well, we've um, we've got um, less than two minutes left, and I want to thank everybody for joining us tonight. I want to thank um, Dave for calling in, and um, please call back or ask if, if we can help you in any way. Please let us know. Um, if you find a good hot dog, um, let us know. But we do know um, several people in your area. You'll have to cross the um, river or whatever that is there. That's the bay. What do you all call that? The sound. sound. We have the, the sound. sound. The sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and, <laughs> and um, you know, that'd be like you coming to Tennessee and going, what's, you know, what is that? Well, we call that a Jasper. And you go, well, we call that mountains. Well, we just call it a Jasper here. And, I mean, just, is that you people that live in the hollers? Yeah, we do the live hollers? in the hollers. Yeah, I'm in a holler right now. 
Uh, my string is stretched tight to the top of the trees up at the top. Uh, <laughs> um, we missed Yankee. Yankee promises he'll come call back. He had some cool news. If y'all don't remember, Yankee Dogs in South Carolina and is actually um, he got a cool event. I'd like to go work with him sometime. He's in front of a strip club, I think. Um, and so <laughs> he, um, I um. I look forward to to meeting him and having a dog or two. So, thanks everybody for joining. And if you need us at all, holler. We love you all. And Deb, thanks again for joining us. I know I put you on the spot tonight, and I appreciate you staying so long and and doing the whole show with us. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, ben, Bye. now that I know how to call in, I'll be talking to you more often. Sounds good, Dave. Have a good all night. Right. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye. Have you ever wondered why the guy selling hot dogs always seems so happy? Hello, Mrs. Smith. Hello, Mr. Johnson. Can I interest either of you in a hot dog? Do you want to find out why? LearnHotDogs.com. Get free video training, earn points, and get free stuff. Read Ben's hot dog blog and more. The premier source for hot dog vending information. Go to LearnHotDogs.com. He's cornier than an outhouse at a summertime family reunion. It's Ben on HDVR, Hot Dog Vendor Radio. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.